United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. A dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects up my name's noel and um i currently am drinking spindrift which is sparkling water with real juice in it um and i think this is going to change the hydration game for me oh and i'm chelsea i'm the character in the D party who gets awesome roles but makes terrible decisions is that you really when you play DD? I don't play D&D. I play Star Wars. D&D, though. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, I always say D&D instead because I, when I'm like, I play a Star Wars RPG and people are like, what's that? And I'm like, it's D&D. It's Star D&D, Wars. but Star Wars. Um, well, you know what? How's that going for you? It is so fucking fun. Oh, my God. I was feeling really insecure for a while because my character wasn't good at anything. Yeah. But I've been collecting that XP. Just mm-hmm. like a slow fucking drip. Like It's like your spin drift, but... yeah. <laughs> Right into my vein. Yeah. And now my character's slowly turning into a badass. Hell yeah. I'm so. excited for you. We've been playing for almost nine months. Jesus. that's You've carried a baby. Yeah. I'm about to give birth to mm-hmm. a little Twi'lek. Yeah. Of my character. That's and, exciting. Uh, Andrew, who works over at um, Dr. Volts, is my droid comrade named Jeeves. And uh, he's like a little butler. And my character, like, you know how you have to roll for obligation? Yeah. My character is a thief. So he has this, like, piece of shit thief who's not good at it uh-huh. because of the, you know, the stats. Yeah. And he just walks around like she'll be stealing shit. And he has, like, a bowler hat. And he's like has his, like, umbrella over it. It's super ridiculous, but fun. You know, you've played D&D before. Yeah. That can get away from you fast. Oh, it gets away from you almost immediately. I've never had a session of D&D go well. Um, you know what I would actually love? I would love a one-night-only D&D campaign. A pre-made story. I'll hit up Ichabod. He has a Cthulhu one that's just been fucking ready to go. One night only? Yeah. I love that. We're going to play it on Halloween. Oh, see, that's that shit I love. I fucking love that. Let's do it and have it be like, record it and release it as like a bonus episode. That's a good idea. Oh, we could just sit on it for the holidays. Yeah. We can take a vacation. Right. <sighs> Which we did not do this week because we are we are generous nope. gods. We are recording on a Tuesday. Yeah. For Thursday. Actually, we record all the time. Yeah. We don't have like a set recording schedule. No. You know, and honestly, I prefer it that way. And I know that some people find that absolutely infuriating. I am one of those people. But I get it. But also hear me out. We live in this miserable capitalist society where... Um, kind of like being free range, if you will, has been ripped from your hands. Mm-hmm. You can either choose to do a nine to five Monday through Friday and have the life absolutely sucked out of you. Or you can do like the gig job, maybe being a waitress or a bartender or whatever. And you're all over the place with no schedule and you can't plan anything. Either option All of your free agency has been taken and given to a schedule. And you know what's nice? Saying, fuck that. I do what I want. 
It's true. You know, like I yeah. do what I want when I want. Um, I mean, I enjoy our recording schedule. Mm-hmm. If one of the podcasts that I listen to go off schedule, I lose my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is this bullshit? But also like they make money to do it. So yeah, that's the difference. Between we donate them and all us. of our money. Yeah, it's the difference between they they and us. Yes. Um. Uh. But yeah. Also, I feel like if you, the podcast you're obsessing with and stuff, like they want to take a week off or they want to release something late, fucking let them. Like, yeah. who fucking cares? Do give yourself a little bit of free agency, some wiggle room. I I don't care either way. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Um. What was. I- it and we're back. It just <laughs> well, hit a button. <laughs> I hit. I didn't. You know, the space bar pauses it. Oh that's God. interesting news yeah. to me. Whoops. That's that's how it is on YouTube. Well, who would have thought? Not me. Um. Anyway. Uh. Well, I was gonna say something about this week. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, it is Thanksgiving, which I don't like to acknowledge as a holiday because what a garbage holiday. That's it's like my s- least favorite. It's it like celebrating the Holocaust. We shouldn't do it. Um. It really is. Uh, <laughs> the American Holocaust is Thanksgiving. Right? It's like the beginning of it. Really. Um, but what I will say is that it, it should be used as a day to reflect on why you're grateful. And I feel like this year has been really challenging for a lot of people. Um, I've kind of come to the consensus that I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I love working from home. I love not having to see people or feel obligated to do things or easily canceling on things and blaming it on a pandemic. That's really exciting for me. Um, there has been some losses, obviously, personally. And then overall, this is absolute garbage for the human race uh, in general. But um, I think I'm I'm thankful for the rebranding of this podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for um, the book club. And I am thankful to see overall ingenuity from different people. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like, I think we were so set in complacency as like a species for a while. And then being thrown a pandemic uh, not only has shown us who's the absolute garbage, who should be guillotined in a public square, but it's also forced like ingenuity and creativity in a way that like we haven't seen before. So I th- I'm really thankful for that. I think it's really cool. Um, like I've watched, I've seen some WWE TikToks pop up on my FYP and mm-hmm. um, it's incredible what they're doing with oh like their live shows. They have a, they're doing a stadium like normal, but rather than having the seats filled with people, the seats are individual squares of people live on online watching so they're live reacting and i'm just like leave it to the wwe to like be this creative man they just had a pay-per-view survivor series on sunday so fucking good like so fucking good wwe is thriving yeah they really are i don't even know like the first few was of watching wrestling when they didn't have an audience was like the twilight zone now it's like i don't even fucking notice it they stream the audience sound in so like you're still getting the pops oh i'm so glad you mentioned wwe also thank you undertaker did his final farewell Mm -hmm. this sunday at survivor series 30 years in the business it's it's tough out there for pimp um yeah what are you thankful for uh uh thankful for you bish thank you for holding me together this year thankful for the podcast thankful for tara for always getting really excited whenever we post an episode that's over an hour (laughs) 
Yeah. That is a very specific happy thing that she always, she really does. She really comes out of the woodwork to be like, hey, you guys, thank you for posting over an hour. Almost stopped this research at three pages. And I was like, no. She wants to. Pushing it to five She wants to hear it. She wants to hear it. Um, no, I'm grateful for a lot of things. Uh, I'm trying to not be a salty bitch all the time. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, grateful for lots. So Good. Thank you, everyone. And there's a lot to be salty for, um, obviously. But uh, it's nice to remember that there are yeah. m- moments of goodness. Definitely grateful for perspective and seeing uh, what matters. So, you know, yeah. And also don't let people should, if you're going somewhere for Thanksgiving, it's like low key kind of shitty, but just be careful and don't let people be mean to you about it. I have to go see my family. Yeah. This is like our first holiday after my sister died. And if I don't go, I'm pretty sure my dad will die of a broken heart. <laughs> like, he has now like put it in his head that if he doesn't see us, that we will just straight up die. Yeah, that's good. So glad but that's a heavy topic. Yeah, glad to know that um, the but, collective anxiety and paranoia yeah. and compulsions is um, family wide for you. It's ex- but, it's exciting. I will be wearing a mask the whole time. I'm just taking my food to go, but I will be hanging out. So. Yeah. yeah, I think like just don't be a fucking cunt. Yeah, like truly. Um, if you have the luxury of staying at home, you should. Um, we have many computers in our fucking pockets. Put a bitch on FaceTime. You can do a group FaceTime. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Um, get on Zoom. What the fuck ever. Um, yeah, I just feel like don't be a fucking idiot. If you're out uh, going to bars, going to restaurants, and then you go home and have Thanksgiving with your 65-year-old parents, mm-hmm. Um, I think you should fucking uh, throw yourself off of a bridge. I don't think you should die from it, but I think you should be, like, uh, forever paralyzed. Right. Um, I think that's what should happen to you. And also, I will say, um, Governor Herbert, I keep tagging him on social media, but he won't respond to me. Fuck you! Not yeah. shutting shit down, like yeah. leaving schools open, leaving yeah. bars open, letting yeah. sporting events happen. Yeah. Letting all of this stuff happen and then shitting on people who want to ha- like go meet up with their father or they're like a grandma. Like the people who like feel absolutely, I don't want to say pressured, but the people who are in the position where it's like, yeah, I, it's imperative that I see some people on Thanksgiving are also probably the people who are being super fucking careful during mm-hmm. this whole thing. Yeah, I also want to say um, there's some fun information I found out recently. Um, so uh, I have a friend who owns a bar in mm-hmm. Utah, and um, he and I had a discussion. He was drunk, and I was under the influence, and we were talking over Instagram after the Governor Herbert announcement, and he was like, you want to know some bullshit? Um, when the pandemic first started back in March... Um, bars had to email in to the state to ask permission to close. Clothes, not clothes. They wear clothes. Um, if and currently, because the whole thing, let's let's call it like it is. What Governor Herbert is doing in Utah and right now, Utah is leading the charge, baby, number one in COVID cases. You know, it's exciting to be number one in something. Uh, congratulations. We we really earned this. We deserve this. It's exciting news. Um, he basically said, shut down 
emergency shutdown, except bars have to close at 10 p.m. But if you're not serving alcohol, you can stay open. So stupid. And that's where we can realize that this has nothing to do with the pandemic and everything yeah. to do with his vice grip on our nuts. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing back to what my friend and I were talking about. Currently, right now, if you were to close your bar for 10 days consecutively, you will get your liquor license taken away. Yeah, there's no relief. To which to some people would go, that, what does that mean? Utah only gives out a limited amount of liquor licenses every year because they're trying to, um, you know, the separation of church and state is a punchline here. Um, there is none. And they, that's how the church controls alcohol consumption in the state. So imagine you want to give your employees the safety of having 10 days off so they can isolate mm -hmm. whatever. It really is nothing in the scheme of things, but at least it's something uh, you can't because your business will be threatened with losing their liquor license, which will be a whole other process of reapplying in money. And it's essentially a lottery. Yeah, to get them. Exactly. It is. And um, not only that, but the state is sitting on a gold mine. The state has been given funding, like emergency funding. And Herbert is just sitting on it like Scrooge McFucking Duck when he could be using it to give these um, like essential workers, quote unquote, who are not frontline medical workers, but these people whose entire existence relies on working at bars or restaurants or like salons like anything that is not um I, it's not essential but you know like whatever service yes that service stuff. industry shit they could be giving it to them to allow them the safety and security of um you know isolating and uh they don't so it's wild because there are people in the service industry who don't have sick days or any of these benefits yeah. and when they have to physically stay home that means they're getting punished they're not making money mm -hmm. i'm not saying give them a paid vacation i'm saying like help them yeah. um be safe um and it's 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 incredible honestly just how much no one fucking cares how this is all political puppetry because there's no enforcement of anything there's no fines of anything it's a bunch of fucking bullshit um and between you and I and everyone listening, sometimes I really do think we deserve this. I really do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I really do think that this pandemic is the Thanos snap. This, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, how old you are, what you've been, what you do. Like, it's going to come for you. It's going to take half. And this, this is what we deserve as a society because we have allowed even the best of us have allowed this type of rhetoric for this like fake news discrediting and disbelieving science we've allowed the bastardization of quote-unquote free speech to allow this type of bullshit to thrive where we live in a world where there's a global pandemic that people are denying breaking into icus locally to try to disprove it. We deserve this. We as a human race, we deserve this punishment. Like no rest for anybody. Like, because even the best, most intellectual heartfelt of us, we allowed this to happen. We allowed it to get this, this far away out of our grasp. And like, I know it sucks to hear and it sucks to say, 
and we're going to lose a lot of really good people. But you know what? Like, this is your wake up call. This is the wake up call that no one wanted, but everyone has to get. Mm -hmm. And we're going to continue to suffer until someone picks up and fucking listens. Right. Well, because in America, like, we're so afraid of socialism that even responsible government choices are labeled as socialism when they're really not. It's just... Huh, that $1,200 didn't help anybody no. long term. No. It's wild to see other countries um, essentially back to normal and we are still here fighting amongst ourselves. Um, this is like what I was talking about a while ago that like we're never going to have the opportunity to be preventative because we're always reactionary as a country. Mm -hmm. That's why we're still dealing with issues that are 50 to 100 years old. Yep. We can't even begin to process the bullshit that is COVID and the denial of science because like we can't even get on the same page here, you know? So um, anyway, uh, go fuck yourself, I guess, is my my story, my end of that. I fucking, <laughs> man, so I see some fucking anti-mask videos popping up on my like tiktok and shit and i'm just like i'll go to prison i'll go to prison gladly i'll do it man i would rock a bitch oh my god i would put them in the ground dude you i should. would sit on top of them and swing until i was bleeding i would just you know what i mean <laughs> you know what your I mean? eyes are just glazing over <laughs> and yell into the <laughs> like straight up though like i just can't dude i fucking can't i'm sick of it like i'm so over it and you know what i gotta say don't be nice to him don't mm -hmm. don't be nice there's no like agree to disagree no right. there's no agree to disagree you lost that privilege when you decided to deny a pandemic that's killing people deny science and deny the easiest possible thing you can do to help prevent even one person from getting sick maybe you lost that right you lost the right to decency you lost the agree disagree no fuck you you don't get opinions <laughs> you don't get them anymore you don't get them i'm sorry right, you don't yeah. You don't Talk get them. Time. Talk you don't. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You don't get to have opinions anymore. Nope. It sucks enough that you have rights. That's a problem to me in the first place. But you definitely do not have opinions. Nope. Nuh uh. None of that. None of that. Like, oh, agree, disagree. But their family. I'll give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if that's Jesus Christ himself. Fuck you. Like, fuck you with every fiber of my being. Fuck you. Push back on these motherfuckers. I don't care if it's your sister, your husband, your mom. I don't fucking care. Drag them. Drag them the fuck to filth. And like, I know that that's not like what you're supposed to do. And anyone who's like, you know, if they're in a cult, you're supposed to give them love and remind them of who they used to be. Nah. Nah, look where that got us. Cool. Right here. That's where the fuck that got us, Jim Jones ass motherfucker. Push back on these motherfuckers. So they've been getting away with it for too long. They get this whole like agree to disagree shit. No, drag them, drag them so hard till they don't talk to you anymore. So, and then they'll stay away from you and you won't get COVID. Yeah. It's problem. Make, make them leave the family. <laughs> so then they don't kill the family. You you're know, right. you're not wrong. You, you can be like, you know, I had a sister, but she died when she said that vaccines cause autism. So, 
I haven't seen her. I haven't. We rest in peace. You know, I don't know who this is in front of me. This fucking whack job shoving quartz crystals up her fucking pussy. You may not be wearing a mask, but still can't recognize you. Hey, put that on a shirt. Yeah. Um, Who are you even anymore? But anyway, that's all I have to say about that. I and guess um, off. this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Today. No, but you know what? It kind of does because <laughs> what it is. <laughs> no, it doesn't even a little bit. It yeah, even a little bit. You know, they say that Atlantis died because they had too much technology. <laughs> the technology <laughs> fucking surpassed their. Are we yeah. talking about Atlantis? We are talking about Atlantis. Yeah, they said that the technology Atlantis created was stronger than the people themselves and because of that they went under and that's that's where we're at right now and that's why you have to verbally assault your family members until they press charges so anyway we're talking about atlantis (laughs) (laughs) you just yelled at me for 40 minutes how long have you been recording uh a minute 20 minutes i just 20 minutes i've been feeling it man i've been feeling it you wear you have your uh, creature mask on, so I just see the unmoving lips of the mask <laughs> while you yell at me, and I'm just go to a different world. I appreciate it. I just like needed to get it off my chest because uh, sometimes I scream these things at Trevor, my dear partner, and he just looks at me and it just like you're yeah. a lost cause, huh? Mm-hmm. And if I yell it at you, I know that you'll hear me out. I do. I hear it and I agree it uh, with it. And uh, there's a very deep intrinsic part of me. I'm going to say 99% that doesn't want to fucking do anything for Thanksgiving. Uh, but I feel like, that. yep, there are some people out there. Your hands are tied. I'm not saying my hands are tied. I can absolutely not go. I am choosing to go, but I am also choosing to take as many precautions as fucking possible. To yeah. roll the dice and I realize it, but if I'm, it is what it is. But I'm also wearing a mask everywhere I go yeah. and I wash my hands and yeah. my hand sanitizer. You're not out at the grocery store yelling at some 16 year old at bag checkout because right. you won't wear a fucking mask. And you know what? If you are fighting with someone on social media and your family and you're worried to go too hard, tag me in Noel. I'll Take love to. Far. You know what I love doing? Crossing that line, baby. Oh, losing oh my God. I will do it all day. I don't even have family anymore other than my parents because <laughs> yeah. of that. Okay? I'm not even lying, bitch. I will fucking play double dutch on the line. I, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't give a, a shit. We ain't playing. No. I'm playing for keeps, baby. Yeah, bring and the by pinks. <laughs> playing for pinks. By keeps, I mean losses. I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not here to make friends. This isn't RuPaul's best friend race. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> okay, Atlantis. Um, anyway, and Atlantis. Okay, so uh, this one got away from me a little bit. I know I say that. <laughs> I know I say that a lot. That's a that's um, a phrase. I wanted to go in at the top. I wanted to go into what you had talked about, like why atlantis mm-hmm. fell yeah but now we're gonna go into where is atlantis oh, good. so let's start from the motherfucking top atlantis was first mentioned in 360 bc by plato in um, some of his critical works and according to the philosopher atlantis was located somewhere between the strait of gibraltar gilbertar <laughs> <You're What? better. laughs> what? whatever it was a strip of ocean between spain and africa uh-huh. Uh fairly small geographically. I'm sure like on a map it's small. I'm sure in real life it's much bigger, but on a map it's like beep, like a little like a little yeah. 
I got a pinch of salt. Uh-huh. Um, so most popular myth states that Atlantis was a mythical community that like, sunk into the Atlantic Ocean some time ago. So I really want to talk about first why believing that Atlantis existed is not as ridiculous as some people may think. Okay. In fact, I even wrote a fucking thesis paper on it once. Uh, you did? Yeah, in college, talking about how Atlantis was actually the Minoan civilization that existed sometime around twenty six or 2500 to 1600 BC. Here's my thing. If you can get behind Pangaea, you can get behind Atlantis. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you know, the so I, this isn't like to be like, oh, I wrote a thesis paper on it. But it actually is a really cool um, idea, like if it was Minoan society. Um, so... Uh, this place actually existed. They had a huge ship fleet and were some of the first Europeans to have used written language. And everybody's going to know about this society because it has the famous Minotaur mythos. That's where it comes from. Um, Minotaur is half horse, half human, yeah? I think it's half bull. Half, half ox? M- it's half horns, half human. And it was uh, in the maze. Uh, Okay, you keep half talking. horse, half human is centaur. So, yeah, what the fuck is a minotaur? It's like half cow, half. Anyway, so, um, but the fact that they had a fleet and they were the first ones to have like actual written language um, means that they were actually really advanced at the time. So, what happened to them? Well, most people believe and bull. agree half bull, half bull. I said half cow. That's the same thing. Half bull. Okay, the guy who kills you in Doom. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, so in 1600 BC, there was a massive earthquake, which triggered a volcano explosion. And obviously, such a cataclysmic event caused tsunamis, and you guessed it, wiped out the island. Then the nearby Greeks took advantage by, like, pillaging the rest of what was there, and they effectively wiped out the Minoan culture, which was adopted into mainland Greece. Wait, they so when you say, the what are you saying, what culture, minimum? Minoans. Minoans? And yes. that's Minotaurs. Minotaurs come from that island. So if people are like, what the fuck is Minoan? Uh-huh. The Minotaur is named for that island. That's where the myth comes so from. So numerous Minotaur called Minoan? No. Min- multiple Minotaur is called Minotaurs. So the Minotaur is When you're named saying Minoan, are you Minoan saying island. like... Minoan island. Manoa. Okay, you're not saying like no. this people also included Minotaurs. No, right. The Minotaur is just a fun myth that originated out of the Okay, island. cool. The humans, humans lived there. Not Human Minotaurs. Regular, right, not a conspiracy. Uh-huh. Humans lived there and this place existed. Okay. It was wiped out because a earthquake triggered a volcano and all these other things and tsunamis wiped out the island and then the mm-hmm. Grecians who were nearby um, sailed over and they pilgrimed the Minotaurs, which means they went over... Um, and they destroyed their entire culture and then took credit for all the good stuff. Out Sounds of it. about white. Ooh, we're going to shit on Columbus a little bit too. Can't wait. To include that. So most textbooks claim that no one ever crossed the Atlantic Ocean prior to Columbus. But most educated people, I made sure to put educated in there because mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to shit on everyone who doesn't believe this, agree that there's absolutely no way this is historically accurate. Not even a fucking conspiracy. Columbus was 100% not the first fucking person to do it. Um, in fact, most of us have heard of the Norse explorer Leif Erikson, who beat Columbus by some 492 years. Leif Erikson years. day. Yeah. So, people, even our textbooks, which are owned by the fucking Rothschilds, want to say that it was Columbus. He gets all the fucking credit for it. No. The Rothschilds are 
bullshitters. Columbus is a little punk bitch. Yeah, he's a little like. Remember how we talked about last episode how they grew clones to replace micro penises? Mm -hmm. Columbus would have taken advantage of one of those bigger micro dicks. Honestly, if you see a Columbus statue, either draw a penis on its face or knock it over. Yeah, put it like a an acid blanket on it and destroy it. Yeah. Um, so Dr. Dennis Stanford makes the claim that the first people to cross the Atlantic actually did it before Leif Erikson did. And he thinks it was some 18,000 years ago in boats made of animal skin and believes that they are the first colonizers of the United States. So to compare this time to Plato and Atlantis timeline, the year three, uh, 360 BC is about 2,300 years ago. So this guy is saying 18,000 years ago. Mm. So very long time ago. Um, so why are these Atlantic excursions important, you ask? Um, so for the most part, it's important to recognize that Columbus didn't do shit we weren't already doing for thousands of fucking years. So fuck him. Fuck you, Columbus. Dude, yeah. Fuck Columbus. Also, it shows that mankind has been making interoceanic voyages for a really, 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 really long time. In fact, we were doing it 8,000 years before the mammoth even went extinct. So if we accept that this uh, sort of travel is true, then we can begin to fully understand how different symbols spring up worldwide. What most um, most of us are taught the pop is that the popular explanation is Carl Jung's collective, collective unconsciousness, um, which essentially means that mankind is on the same mental trajectory. So the same reason why the wheel was invented in one part of the world at the same time the other part of the wheel was invented in the other part of the world or when fire was discovered. It's all been collective discoveries that happened at about the same time. Mm -hmm. And most people agree to that. It's just one of those things that don't we don't question. But, bitch, um, let's dive into what Carl Jung tries to explain away with his collective unconsciousness. Mm. So... Peruvians and Egyptians are actually tied into a really, 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 really overlapping sort of narrative, and they have a ton of historical interactions. Um, so here are the similarities between Peruvians and Egyptians, which we can argue collectively are on opposite sides of the world and never interacted in history mm -hmm. um, until modern times, of course. So they both worship the sun, moon, and stars and hold insightful astronomical knowledge. They both built stone pyramids. They both mummified and embalmed their dead. They both had royalty bind and elongate their children's heads. They both divided their calendar years into 12 months. They both had women's orders of vestal virgins who vowed made vows of celibacy. And if they broke that celibacy vow, both cultures punished women by burying them alive. Good. Both had animal sacrifices. List goes on and on. So some of that stuff I'd argue like not that cool yeah uh, like the the moon and the sun and the stars yeah. everyone looks up and is like that seems important right um but technology to build pyramids very unique mm -hmm. um the head thing is unique head thing is definitely unique vestial virgins i mean i put that in the middle because people are weird about virginity. by burying them alive uh, is unique burying I mean, alive is pretty unique i feel like most I don't know. most punished by fire i would say or yeah or stoning I guess yeah that's fair. Um, so there was a book written by a guy named Ignatius Donnelly. Sweet name. I know, right? There we got some good names coming up. Um, he wrote a book called Atlantis, the Antediluvian World. And quote, this is a quote from his book is what probability is there of three or four separate nations all advancing at the same speed to precisely the same arts and opinions? The proposition is untenable. 
Then he goes on to state that it makes sense that there must be an explanation that these civilizations on both sides of the Atlantic must have descended from one common source. Atlantic. <laughs> so mostly, okay. um, I just want to keep people to keep it in their brains that Atlantis existing is entirely fucking possible. Mm-hmm. And perhaps we can prove it. With so they're episode. saying that the Peruvians and the Egyptians all come from the Atlanteans. Yes. But another thing that, um, so for most of us, like, I specifically think of Atlantis as, like, a one small conglomerate city that yeah. sunk into the ocean. Same. But there are a lot of different theories. Blame Disney say, for that. Yeah, fucking Disney. Was man. it Disney? Yeah. Okay. Um, there are a lot of theories that say Atlantis didn't have to necessarily be one city, but it could have very likely been a global community. That makes sense. Um, and we even have hard archaeological evidence of other underwater communities existing. And you can literally fucking book a trip to go see them right now. So this is not a conspiracy. Um, so one example is the Cuban underwater city, which is a series of geometrical and symmetrical stones arranged in such a way that they resemble an urban complex, which in a nutshell is just they represent hands-on planning Mm -hmm. so plenty of experts in the business have commented on the structure and deferred any declaration for what they could be because of mainly two factors the first is the structures are way too fucking deep in the ocean for any civilization at that time in history of when they could have been built to have been built they just didn't have the technology and uh the next one is that if that structure did sink. They said it would take like 50,000 years for ocean levels to naturally rise up. Mm. Um, so they're like, there's no way society existed at that time. But simply put, these it, structures exist at a time and place. And because we can't explain where they come from doesn't mean that they should just be dismissed. Mm-hmm. And clearly there is some non-natural occurring structure and we have no idea who fucking put it there. So... And this is going to be kind of a theme with scientists when it comes to stuff like this is that they're just very dismissive of claims because they can't prove them right. Well, yeah. I mean, think about like, think about if uh, something happened and half of the United States went, I don't know, underwater, covered in soot, whatever, right? And then some foreign... Uh, intelligent being comes and does like an archaeological dig what do you think that they would gather from what they find you know yeah like a fucking jewel pod like think about things that would like probably stick around like a phone but it can't turn on so it's just like this weird rectangular thing like yeah what would like what would anyone extrapolate from the shit that they find? There's like a fun article this woman did. Uh, she's like an anthropologist and she did a random assortment of items. Um, like what would people think these are? And a lot of it was like weird sex things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like someone find a fucking spork. Yeah. Like what would they extrapolate from the things that made it around, stuck around? What would they think about us as a society? Probably wouldn't be a good snapshot or even close to what it is. So the fact that like there's shit existing that just doesn't match up with what they think or what they expect Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it didn't fucking like exist and wasn't around and real. Such a weird aspect of science that like. If it doesn't add up the way that they want, they just doesn't it doesn't exist. We also try to like assign way more profound meanings to things when we don't totally understand them so if i'm like i guarantee you that 99 percent of the people in the united states have an altar in their home 
where they go to worship their own image every day. And the way that they worship that image is by slathering a, um, like a meaningful bomb into their mouth and then they hold it and then they look out. It's just fucking brushing your teeth. Like make it like sound completely like anything you can make sound profound, you know? Oh yeah. Like, and I just think of all the things that like stick around like throughout time and history. Yeah. Like there's no reason to believe that just because it's hardy and managed to survive a few thousand years means that it's like some pivotal point of their society. Yeah. And I welcome anyone to go Google Cuban underwater city and tell me that that is an anomaly of nature. Mm. Um, so this is the part where I get really excited because guess what I fucking found in my research. Oh God, is it Antarctica? Antarctica, oh bitch. My God. It always <laughs> comes to Antarctica. I knew it. I nearly- I knew it. Shit, my pants. I I was so fucking excited. I bet you were. It always, look at this, in caps, it always comes back to fucking Antarctica. Why wouldn't it? Always. So I did find a fun video that doesn't really prove anything. Good. (laughs) It was fun. Those are my favorite videos. Oh my God. The ones that have absolutely no meaning. It did nothing. It added nothing. But I want to talk about like this fun little theory before we jump back into like, you know, things that are more tangible. But this video is called the truth behind antarctic atlantis mermaid conspiracy oh jesus words from the lord jesus oh god this lady this is what happens when you don't have universal health care oh that's my god, all i'm right? gonna fucking yeah. say this right lady, now like it's like a it's a long video and 95 percent of it is her just like praying for revelation that sounds 100 percent correct but it was fun because she claims that Atlantis was actually a series of uh, cities established by Satan Good. to create human mermaid hybrids Why who would travel they? by water to attack the Garden of Eden. Yep. It was actually just a social experiment with sinister origins. Sounds true. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you motherfuckers. That sick bastard Satan uh-huh. created laboratories to create mermaids. Laboratories. Didi, get out of my laboratory. They're still (laughs) beneath the waters of Antarctica. In fact, we've all been led to believe that Antarctica is cold, but really, it's the land of Satan's mermaids. Oh my God. Does that sound fun, though? I wish I was a mermaid. And yeah, f- I, how dare fun she? like staying home with chicken pox fun. No way, man. If I was an Antarctic mermaid, I would self actualize to Yoda level. I would be so fucking happy and discontent. <laughs> Damn, dude. How long was her video? Like an hour? No, it was like 12 minutes, but uh. it felt like an hour because she was like, let me tell you, children, 11 the minutes Lord too put long. this in my head, and I now know that in Revelations, God. I pray for you. Oh, my God. Like that the whole time. And then the last God. like minute was talking about mermaids. Jesus. Bringing this delicious water. I know. It's so fucking good. I okay. can't wait to try the strawberry flavor. I'll be real with you. Ooh, bitch. Um, Don't throw it at me the good time. I know it. Chug it. Um, hydrated. I just, you know, universal health care. At the end of the day, it's a right. People deserve to be medicated. That video was 11 minutes too long. Yeah. But, it, man, what a title. Yeah. Uh, what a title. As in she couldn't <laughs> summarize it in less than three words. It had to be a fucking paragraph. Yeah. Anyway. So, and, you know, I like hearing about the old. You know, if you can tie in mermaids and Antarctica and Jesus, mm-hmm. I feel like she made that video just to waste my time. <laughs> yeah, she did. That's your horoscope, dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now I'm going back into like, you know, not crazy shit. history and science. Yeah. 
So there is a map called the Piri Reese map of the 1500s, which shows a small connection of land between Africa and Antarctica, and it shows that it is a non-iced coastline. So before you disregard the map, it actually has 24 points, which were accurate to half a degree in longitude. So to compare that, Western society did not match this level of accuracy. Oh, you want to know? You want to know a fun fact about longitude and latitude? Yeah. Unrelated to everything, you know the rapper E Forty. No, you don't. Tell me when to go. Tell me when to go. You don't know barrier rap E Forty. Anyway, no, I'm so sorry. So Chelsea is so white. Um, E Forty is a rapper from Vallejo, California, which is in the Bay Area. Around San Francisco, kind of. Right. Not really, though, for people who know. Um, But, uh, so, his name, E-40, is East 40 Degrees, is Vallejo, California, on a longitude-latitude map. Isn't that fun? That is fun. Smart man. Yeah. So. That is neat. I know. I want to name myself after the alien parallel. That'll be my rapper name. You should. I watched the Hulu documentary about 6 9 so I know a little bit. Jesus Christ. That man is a pedophile. Kind of. No, uh, yes, for yes, he is. He filmed he filmed pedophilic acts, and that's how he disengages himself from the pedophilia. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, Mister. I, I did not. Now I, I did not inhale. Out. Sure thing, buddy. Yeah. I did not know he was out. I thought he was going to jail forever. He's out, and he did not go into witness protection. He just fucking hangs out in New York with all the bloods he pissed off, waiting to kill him. Good, honestly, come get his ass. So yeah, I'm down for it. And he doesn't support his kid. He has a baby. It doesn't help. That's probably good. He shouldn't be out of that child's life. Well, financially, you should still fucking contribute. Yeah, but everything else, he can just go. Yeah, Honestly, I, I bet that mom is like, you know what? I'll be poor as long as it means he's not around and I Actually, support that. That's exactly how she was. Yeah, I, like, I don't need him. I don't want him. He's I, a bad person. Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. I would so, want no pedophile around my baby. It sounded like he was just an adorable nerd and then he got some internet clout and turned into a fucking idiot. Um, I still think he should die. Your, yeah, your pop culture, I just... You don't know who E40 is, but you watched the whole entire 6 yeah. 9 documentary? Yeah. This is how I know your brain's rotten. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I put so much facts into this because I don't want anyone coming for me about the Smithsonian anymore. <laughs> Everyone did come for me about uh, that still. Yeah, I know. Okay. It's still out. Okay, Go on. So, anyway, so this map, like, we didn't even have this level of accuracy with our maps. Like, I say us collectively as like the white man mm-hmm. until like the 1700s. Also, I have said it fucking before, and I'm going to say it again. Google Earth does not show the same details of Antarctica when you zoom in on it, and it but it shows everything about Area 51. There's something fucking going on there. Um, and in fact, the trans-Antarctic mountains of the Palmer Pen- Peninsula that run through Antarctica used to connect to the fucking Andes. That's how connected Antarctica used to be to like land masses. And this also supports... Do I have a hair on me? I don't know. I'm like using my hand to speak, <laughs> and Noel just reaches out and starts fondling my wrist. <laughs> I saw something on it, but it's not yeah, there. It's just my arm hair is long. God. <laughs> so anyway, okay. So this supports the f- fact that, and also it's cool if you think about there is a mountain range going, like a, a old ass mountain range that goes to Antarctica, which would actually make separate Antarctica into two separate continents that are only superficially connected via ice, mm-hmm. leading to the idea that 
Antarctica doesn't necessarily mean is connected or is shaped how we always thought. So it could be a half that is much smaller, half that is much bigger. And so, yes, if you're wondering, Noel, there is evidence of early humans in, on Antarctica. In 1893, Captain Larson discovered petrified wood on Seymour Island and an area that had dozens of clay balls put on top of pillars. Some people try to say this is just the way the basalt, like, broke down, mm-hmm. but they looked, it is the same, it looked very on purpose. You know, I, I discovered something recently when I went to southern Utah mm-hmm. that made me question everything. And it was in this national park, and they call them Moki Marbles. And it's the way that the wind hits these red rocks at a certain angle at a certain time and what the red rocks are made out of. It's just the perfect everything that it slams into these crevices and creates what is a marble looking like perfect round circle thing. And it's just by the elements creating like the way that they hit the rock and they'll like come off and pile together. And if you were not to understand and just look at it, you'd think that someone purposefully was making these because they're so symmetrical and they're like in these weird piles. Don't dismiss. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Science. There's a lot of weird shit that happens naturally that makes you go like, now what the hell? You That's know? fair. I will accept that. Also, fuck you for coming at me with science. Sorry. But as I've said before, we'll just dismiss that point completely. <laughs> Moving on. Admiral Byrd, who I love. Oh, great. <laughs> returned from his various trips to Antarctica and made claims that he believed the climate there was more habitable than what we were led to believe. This is not conspiracy science now. There, mm-hmm. are, We've talked about him a million times. And... There is there are oases on Antarctica, not a conspiracy, where the soil level gets to be 77 degrees. Not a fucking conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Here's something that is 100% true. Also might kind of be a conspiracy. Oh, God. That one of the most decorated military men in history spent the last day of his last days of his life away from friends and family in forced solitary confinement. Also, you want to know who financed his trips? Hmm. Goddamn Rockefellers. Uh, well, I can believe that. And guess what? What? When Admiral Byrd established what was called Little America in Antarctica, it fell into the fucking ocean and was destroyed. Not a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Little America died. And there are geothermal heated lakes in Antarctica that further offer evidence that humans could have thrived on the continent, even subterraneally. In fact, the Russians at Klostok Station drilled two miles beneath the ice into an underwater lake they called Lake Vistuk. There were active bacteria in the area of Antarctica and that which had like in this area which had thrived completely sealed off in this like perfect ecosystem for nearly 15 million years. There is also a massive magnetic anomaly in the east coast of this underground lake, which measures about 65 by 47 miles. And some scientists think that the thinning of the Earth's crust caused the anomaly, while others state that dimensions of the anomaly could be remnants of an ancient city. Also, I want to credit Scott Dutton and his amazing uh, research that he did for the following information that he has made available about Antarctica uh, and Atlantis. So, <laughs> yeah, I hear you messing the two names up. 
Antarctica and Atlantis. They're the same thing now. I'm going to fucking tell you how. Oh, God. So what we have all been conditioned to think is that the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans are these two completely separate masses of water, especially when you look at it from the westernized map. The westernized map being the one where the United States is in the middle, you have the Pacific Mm -hmm. on the west, and the Atlantic on the east. Mm -hmm. But if you take the map and you just tilt it so that we're looking at Antarctica is like the center view, you'll see that like they're really, they're fucking not that far apart. And it's, it always weirds me out to look at maps from like different points of view because it really does challenge your worldview. Um, but Oh, and what, that the United could, States isn't the center of everything? Yeah, right. I know, strange. There's like, dude, there's parts of, like, Antarctica where you feel like you could just throw a pebble and just hit, like, South America, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which is not a conspiracy. So, Plato talked about this idea of a quote-unquote opposite continent often in his writings, and he, he acquired the record of Atlantis from his ancestor named Solon. And in Solon's time, they thought of land is like a very large island consisting of um i'm gonna say some names and they're gonna sound really familiar but greeks named these areas very differently so if i so they call them asia libya and europe but don't think that these are like standard like the standard areas Mm -hmm. um because they only thought it was those essentially three things in a very slightly disjointed pangea Mm -hmm. type shape um and all of it was surrounded by the atlantic ocean so just think of like a clump of land, nothing around it but the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they thought, so this doesn't go to prove the truth of anything, but it just shows how we're going to explain why Plato may have thought Atlantis was where it was. Because in his mind, the all of land was much closer than it actually was. Mm-hmm. And then everything else was the Atlantic around it. Mm-hmm. So the Pillar of Hercules, this is not, a conspiracy are parts of the Strait of Gibraltar. 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 <laughs> and as we mentioned earlier, it separates the Mediterranean t- Sea from the rest of the outer ocean. And these pillars were the limit of the known world to Plato. So you pass those out of the Mediterranean and go into the Atlantic. They think it's the like end of the fucking earth. Mm-hmm. So he talks about Atlantis being this landmass that was bigger than Europe and Asia combined. And on his worldview, based on their geography, that means it would be about bigger than the lower 48 states of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not literally Asia and uh, Europe. It's in his mind, in his definition, the lower 48 states. So he also states that Atlantis was high above sea level. And if you think about Atlantis, it's about the size of the lower 48 states and has the highest above sea mm-hmm. level measurements mm-hmm. what do you fucking get not a goddamn conspiracy motherfucking antarctica yeah hits all of that unfortunately yep and i googled it antarctica is the highest altitude continent on the fucking planet so in 1665 a german priest named oh, athanasius kircher <laughs> doesn't sound german at all i know published a book called Mundus subterraneous. Mundus sub- subterraneous. Mm-hmm. Mundus subterraneous. There Come on, go. get your you now. Fuck. He had the anyway, he had this in this book a map which was stolen by the Romans after the fall of Cleopatra. Not like immediately after the fall, but just in the time that came after Cleopatra, mm-hmm. which depicted ancient Atlantis calling it the site beneath the sea. Now, because the Nile flows 
the way that it flows in the southern hemisphere, Egyptians thought south was north and depicted it as such. This means that they would have put Atlantis above them literally, but geographically we would think it was below them. So this means that the map would look differently than ours, especially when we consider things like global warming. So what we see in Kircher's maps is an ice-free Antarctica, which he clearly calls Atlantis, but in the text it was described as being north of Egypt, but really south, because they were talking about how the Nile, they're pointing mm-hmm. at the way the Nile flowed. So, also in Greek mythology, there's a story of Phaethon, who talks, he's Fa- the son of Phaethon, it's Phaethon. the lesser known um, evolution is Phaethon. It's yeah, the Christian oh my one. God. Lephiot, you son of a bitch. <laughs> the sun god Helios's son, this guy, P-Daddy, um, in this myth, it talks about how the sun god Helios allowed the, his boy to drive his chariots, which AK would be the sun. Mm-hmm. So he does a terrible fucking job and he goes way too far away from Earth, which causes obviously like Earth freezing in the myth. And then when he overcorrects and comes too close, it causes like massive, massive fires on the Earth. And so the only way for Zeus to stop the destruction was of the massive like flooding and everything was to take Phaethon the fuck out and he did this obviously with a lightning bolt so this is significant because the story specifically talks like getting myth out of the way it talks about the sun's pattern and waters rising so when Solon was on his travels he told the story to an Egyptian priest who kind of dismissed him and said how often it is that the Greeks want to take credit for having this myth but it really isn't the beginning because this Egyptian priest told him that mankind will continually destroy itself with fires and water and that it's absolutely happened before. So the priest talked about Solon's belief in P dog's story and it's just, and how it tied into their own mythos. And um, I lost my place where I was reading. Oh, right here. Even in the Bible, we talk about a flood, even the Utes, which we are Utah is named after talk about a very similar myth about a sun God, not doing his job. And was punished by the elders by having to take the same path for all eternity. Um, and we've all heard the great flood story before. And mm-hmm. like, so this is just a lot of different cultures ways of explaining the science that's happened to earth. So the Utes are fun because they are linguistically connected to the Aztecs. And guess what we find in their writings? What? A mythical white island named Aztlan which was destroyed and sunk in a deluge. In fact, we can use a lot of Native American lore to talk about Antarctica being Atlantis, but let's actually go into geography. Fun geography. Oh, my God. Okay. So do you right now think that Atlantis is Antarctica? Hell yeah, bitch. So you don't... How fucking fun is that? You don't... I mean, if we want to play with that, I guess that makes sense because no one's been able to find Atlantis... Um, but then again, we also don't even know what's under our oceans. Um, we know more about what's in the sky in the oh, never ending yeah. universe than what we do in our own oceans. Um, so it's kind of that's a flip floppy thing to think. But if you want to go ahead and say like the whole reason why we can't find Atlantis is because it's just Antarctica. That's, Isn't that fun? That is fun. It's fucking fun, ha- right? Can can like sonars penetrate the ice and like show things that are underneath 
I think they drill into the ice, like all of the, but I'm sure that they have sonar that can kind of Because, I mean, I don't know how the technology works. I've only seen it off of the shitty Skinwalker Ranch yeah. series where they were like, they did like essentially um, like on terrestrial sonar yeah. to see if there was anything underneath the ground because they wanted to know if there were like UFOs buried, buried underneath the ground of Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if they could do that same thing. I'm sure they fucking can because that's a technology. Like that's a technology that we use all the time. We're constantly using sonar to mm-hmm. like look into our Earth's crust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder. Um, I'm sure it happens. It did not come up in this research somehow. Hmm. But I, I just a thought. Can do it. Just a thought. Yeah. Just a little Should nugget for you to chew on. Um, you know what still fucks with my head is thinking that how um continents aren't just like floating on water but they literally connect all the way down and i don't know why it fucks with me so bad yeah doesn't it fuck with you no like little like i lived on maui i got to watch islands be yeah but created always fucked with me like i know that but like my brain when i think about like antarctica it just thinks of this like giant like black Mm-hmm. like just nothingness floating underneath it which i know isn't true scientifically but that's like how my brain is like no that's how you think yeah i'm like good anyway yeah you so, have to think of like the earth's crust is almost like a pimple and you yeah. just squeeze it and land yeah. comes out and then uh it moves yeah that's how i know that's what i know it is mm-hmm. but the fun part of my brain is like nah bitch that's just the pizza you ate earlier i get it your face i mean i get it that's also how i feel about when i see the word pterodactyl have you ever seen it? Yeah. It's like it looks, it looks like pterodactyl. Yeah, it does. So And it created like a whole new dinosaur of people just mispronouncing it. Mm-hmm. So uh that's also, you know, sometimes you know things, but then your brain says, nah, we're gonna scramble it up. Yeah. I get it. Just we got them soft sponge brains. I know it, man. You just fall away from being goo. Seriously. I know it's it. Scary stuff, man. I know it. We just vibrate our brains into jello. Yeah, I know. You can just vibrate your brains into knowing nothing. And honestly, sometimes that sounds good. Dude, I vibrate my brain into knowing nothing every night when I have my glass of wine before I go to bed. Yeah, sometimes you just want to be lobotomized a tiny bit. You just want a little scramble. I've thought about it. I don't think it would be that bad. Just kind of stab my pituitary gland. Just Uh, you know word on the street is the side effects of lobotomies are um, unfortunate. Yeah, but you uh, have those people who get their brains literally cut in half and they're fine. You know, describe fine. Fine. <laughs> they're thriving. Yeah. Anyway, so. oh my God. So in Charles <laughs> Hapgood's 1958 book called Earth's Shifting Crust, he claimed that some 12,000 years ago, there was a massive event that displaced the continent that has come to be known as Antarctica. In fact, part of his theory states that Atlanteans didn't drown in some flood event. No, he claims they actually fucking froze to death. And those who weren't able to get off the continent, well, they had to leave their technology behind, but they eventually went on to create the Aztec, Mayan, and Egyptian empires. So in a nutshell, they just fucking scattered. That's where it all collects. They took their technology with them. So the Egyptians and who else was it that you said? Aztecs and Mayans. You said like the Egyptians and Mayans because they're the furthest away from each other. Yeah. That's why they be fucking squeezing heads and shit. Yep. Also, before you take a huge shit on his scientific theory, guess who wrote the foreword to his book? Who? Albert fucking Einstein. So sit on that. 
I don't think Einstein's that great, but that's a different conversation for another dude. day. Uh, but there's a lot of drama in the scientific community. Always surprise, is, surprise. baby. Not surprised. Because science has always take others seriously if their ideas go against the status quo. Yeah, we know about Tesla, bitch. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's no there's no move to correct history. No. They're just going to keep... Going on. Yeah, going hard in the paint. Yep. They're just digging graves. Mm-hmm. So all Hapgood really talked about was that our crust moves differently than how we believe. And it lit him the fuck up in the scientific community. So right now, the popular theory is just tectonic plates. Mm-hmm. Like our skulls. They're just mm-hmm. a bunch of plates and they move around the brain of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how earthquakes and volcanoes happen. Yeah. Uh, Hapgood wanted to make um, the argument that it's not just continents floating around on tectonic plates but it's the entire earth's crust moves around like the molten lava uh magma like it's Mm -hmm. all one thing that kind of shifts around with little pieces that have broken off Mm. um so it's like if one i could get behind that it's not that crazy yeah it's not that crazy if tectonic plates are like these chunks these broken off chunks and everything used to be kind of like uh us you know a tiny ball within a bigger ball. Yeah. And they just kind of like moved around. Yeah. It's really not that weird. Yeah. It's not that crazy. And he talks about like when the crust moves and like there are different ways that the crust can move and we'll get earthquakes and it's more controlled. Mm-hmm. But when the entire crust moves position, say like when our magnetic forces shift on Earth, that's not a conspiracy because our magnetization has shifted. It happened on Mars too. Um, but he's saying that when something like that happens, it would fuck with peop- the way that people are orienting themselves. Like, they would just get crazy vertigo. And he described it as something that the sky would appear to fall beneath the ocean. And this is similar lore to what the Atlanteans experienced in concerns of their city being destroyed. Is it just fucked with the way that they saw shit. This mm-hmm. massive shift happened. They're crazy vertigo. Um, well, I was even then- going to... That's a weird line to go on because I was going to be like, sure, if we want to believe that, like tectonic plates in this other theory was just kind of like all together and then pieces have broken off and you know Mm -hmm. but for the most part it was this one unified thing and that causing a magnetic change caused severe weather change climate change which caused a once tropical beachy atlantis to become a frozen over ice tundra yeah. That makes sense. It's not that crazy, no. right? It's like, oh, cool, because like all of this st- all this other stuff is just theory mm-hmm. that we're supposed to believe. But if people bring up like new scientific discoveries, they shouldn't be like shunned and kicked out of the community. It should just be like, mm-hmm. like that seems plausible. Why can't we work to prove it isn't real? Yeah. And maybe it is super fucking real. I did not find anything that I think what I think what happened with this dude is he mentioned Atlantis and then everyone just shit on him. I mean, yeah. Um, so before anyone wants to dis- dismiss all of this, I want to bring up Beringia. Um, this is the place that existed between Alaska and Siberia some 12,000 years ago. And it used to have life and, yes, even humans. And this is not a conspiracy. All of us were talk- had talked about like the transatlantic route or whatever mm-hmm. that used to connect um, us to Russia, mm-hmm. like Alaska to Russia. Um, but what happened was continental change and whether this be like tectonic plate shifting or global warming, something happened to cause sea levels to rise and now is hidden within the ocean. You can talk about Beringia and it is 100% believed in fact 
that something happened and is now hidden underwater and we mm-hmm. just don't have access to that land anymore. Mm-hmm. But how come we can't talk about that with Atlantis? So conclusion of this mind thought is like, what the fuck are they hiding? And is Atlantis only being buried as forbidden archaeology? Because yet again, it reveals the further truth of Antarctica. Well, if we want to, if we want to play off of this line and say that the whole reason why there's a conspiracy around Antarctica is because it is actually Atlantis and they have pulled back some ice caps or what the fuck ever and found some shit because mm-hmm. the other train of thought is that Atlantis uh, was super technologically advanced um, beyond anyone's comprehension. Um, so if we want to say maybe they're investigating that, they don't want anyone to know, I could get behind that. I'm not anti-Atlantis. Do I think Atlantis is some mermaid fantasy land with like tridents and shit? No. Do I think Atlantis is probably one of those societies that existed and then by whatever type of continental drift or climate change happened that make that shit go under. Yeah, absolutely. That shit happens all the time around us. I mean, shit. I remember right when I was leaving California, uh, we had one of the worst droughts on record. I mean, this probably broken now, but, uh, Folsom Lake started to like dry up and they found a whole fucking city under there. Yeah. It happens all the time. The tops of roofs were like being shown and everyone was like, Oh shit. Like, why can we talk about this? But then we mention Atlantis and people think that you're on like some fucking nut job. Like, that's, I like, really, that's a fun myth. Yeah, I really think it's because like Atlantis has been tied in with such high fantasy. I would agree. You know? But it's like on that same tier of flat earth and mm-hmm. Antarctica for me. Like, I think Antarctica is the gemstone of the flat earth conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Why... It always just comes back to it, you know? Like, so what? Yeah. what is going on in Antarctica yeah. that makes it... Any, um, any theory tied to it is just immediately 100% yeah. dismissed. I mean, I think that's, at the end of the day, if we were to have a moral of the story of this entire podcast, it's that at uh, in the center, you might have to dig pretty deep, but in the center of, of every conspiracy theory is a, is a tiny speck of truth. Yeah, and good luck fucking finding the center of Antarctica because Google Earth blacks it the fuck out. <laughs> oh man i hope one day you come into money enough to get yourself on a private charter and i want to swirl over like you can go on cruises that are kind of close a cruise it's not what i want though honestly take every cruise and yeet it into the fucking sky man fuck cruises i'm gonna see if i white trash petri dishes (laughs) i'm gonna go on an antarctic expedition you should and i am oh cyber monday sale 21 percent off of what of the cruise i guess but you Plus don't. a dollar up front 21 deposit yeah it's you don't want to fucking do that Cruises i don't want to go on a garbage. cruise i want to go on an excursion yeah you're yes. gonna have to like meet someone you're gonna have to get that type of money that makes mount everest climbs happen okay oliver plug your ears whoever is out there who wants to go with me to antarctica mm-hmm. i will give you my butthole virginity Wow, that's a big get. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you know, maybe post that on Parlor and someone will get at you. Oh my God. Speaking of Parlor, I've been having so much fucking fun on there. Uh, un- uh, that's unfortunate to hear. <laughs> Whatever. I sent you that text. There's like a huge Trump rally that's happening and this yeah. like group is trying to go and I'm infiltrating the group by saying, I will pay for everyone's hotel and travel. Meet me at this place. And then obviously I'm not fucking coming. And then they're not going to have any other time to plan to go to their racist rally. I'm going to ruin their trip yeah. by nothing, by um, lying on the internet. It's easy. 
It is easy. So, I'm proud of you for that. Uh, um, also, you wanted to talk about, uh, well, fucking Battle Pug. Battle Pug, yeah. Also, uh, people want some reading lists uh, as we go into this holiday. People want some shit to read, a graphic novel slash comic book wise. Yeah, man, I'm looking at somebody. Sorry to go Apollo, back to this. you were on the bed, weren't you, you fucking asshole? Did you hear it? Yes. You fuck- Some of these trips start out at a mere $15,000. Jesus. Also, I like how I'm yelling at him and you were just soothing him. You're petting him. <laughs> no, you're yelling at him and just petting him. Well, he came by me. Go lay down. Okay, so um, I re- so recently my graphic novel book club mm-hmm. read Battle Pug. And it was one of those things where I first heard it and I'm like, I don't want to read this shit mm-hmm. because there are so many graphic novels out there that are so dad cringy where it's like, what will the kids like? Mm-hmm. And they write these stupid token pieces of garbage mm-hmm. trash literature mm-hmm. and I have to read them for bleeding cool. Mm-hmm. They're fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. So when someone suggested Battle Pug, I was like, here we fucking go. Mm-hmm. I was so wrong. It is beastmaster meets like fucking oh so you gotta stay on the microphone bitch oh sorry i'm just you're getting too excited sorry sorry. uh but essentially it's in this mythical world where um there's mages and some of them can control animals and some of them can control like plants and some of them can control rocks but there's one guy it's like fucking highlander meets beastmaster it's so fucking good the story is amazing um if you're local and you go to Dr. Volt's and you get Battle Pug and you say that you're there for book club. Chelsea sent you. You will get a discount on it. Um, and it's a pretty good discount. I think it's like 20%. Nice. So absolutely 100% read that. It is so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. It I is got good. I got some uh, messages of pictures of Battle Pug. And you were like, all I can hear is Cora's snoring. Oh, man. And it's fucking cute. Like, the art is dope. And it's written in an adult way. It doesn't. Um, the storyline actually like gave me like goosebumps at some points because like I was reading it and like the story just hits in such a way and you're like, holy fucking shit. That's so it's fun. very deep and it's also pretty fun. Um, the art's consistent throughout, which is like such a rare gem in comic books these days. Mm-hmm. So absolutely read Battle Pug. Um, it is it does get dark, so don't think it's just like some cute little kids story Mm -hmm. um i actually wouldn't let children read it because there's like a lot of played on nudity and stuff and a lot of swearing so oh who cares battle pug i would say like let your kid read it if they're okay with nudity and swearing yeah i'll probably let my niece read it and she's only 10 so good what other recommendations do you have um we just did another one let me look cora you ain't battling nothing you can't even breathe I hope that I can edit her out, man. It's been so bad these last few You know, episodes. I listened and I couldn't hear it last time, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, sorry, I'm having like such a brain fart because all you can think about is Antarctica. <laughs> so Battle Pug was good. And then... Are you just looking up articles you've no. written? No, New Mutants Demon Bear. Demon Bear. The Demon Bear Saga by New Mutants. Um, so the New Mutants movie came out and it was loosely based on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say still give the movie a shot, but it's... Mixed reviews. Mixed reviews. It's better than most DC movies, but it's not the best Marvel movie. So that's kind of the tier that you're on. Um, but the Demon Bear Saga is uh, a horror comic and it's really similar to how the movie is, but essentially 
Danny can create people's worst fears and make them come to life. Mm-hmm. And this fucking demon bear literally has the power of like decimating everyone. The magic in it is cool. The writing is fucking top notch. And you can, it's written by Chris Claremont, who's like the king of X-Men. Mm. So you're going to get a really good story. The art is crazy cool. And uh, you can buy the graphic novel totally complete. You don't have to read a thousand different things and you don't have to read any other X-Men story. Mm. Um, there, You may not recognize some of the characters in it without it, but Demon Bear Saga, really fucking good. Fun. And uh, the next one is Garth Ennis's Welcome Home Frank. It's a, I believe Garth Ennis wrote it, but Welcome Home Frank is a Punisher story. And Punisher has been so pussified lately because yeah. of fucking cops. Oh boy. If you want to read a good fucking Punisher story, pick up Garth Ennis Punisher. I believe the name of it is Welcome Home Frank, but it is Punisher the way he was meant to be written. Hell and yeah. And it is good. Hell yeah. Yeah, so. I went I went off a little bit this weekend. I went off a little bit this weekend as we were driving and I saw a lifted truck with two Punisher Blue Lives Matter stickers on the back of it. And, um, again, my poor partner who has to just listen to me go off, probably never read a fucking graphic novel in his life. And I'm like, you want to know some fucking shit, but it's true, man. It's true. And the creator himself, even in like Punisher 13 did a whole Conway. Yeah. It did a whole entire like four page spread of an interaction between Frank Castle and the cops. And Frank Castle literally says like the bastardization, like of what you've done, what you represent in trying mm-hmm. to claim me you're wrong and i'll fucking come for you for it yeah um the one thing i will argue though is he says if you want a hero f- um find captain america no don't i disagree there, with bitch. that captain america is the best superhero period point uh, sure point. i agree no i completely agree but uh if when when police use frank castle and the punisher as their image they are basically saying i am for the tyranny i am for yeah. the the villain because frank castle doesn't give a fuck who you are where you been like frank castle kills cops frank castle kills women yeah. he doesn't fucking care like if you're in the path oh, of wrath you're gonna go down due process and everything that makes exactly he is the opposite of justice and he says it like he is not justice he is bloody revenge um he is not the hero. He is not the good guy. He is the opposite of it. And that's Frank Castle's whole entire thing. He wasn't even supposed to be an anti-hero like Deadpool. He was supposed to be the villainization, the bad guy, the urge that, you know, like there it's just Frank Castle doesn't even fall into the hero's story. He's yeah. not a hero at all. And when they use an attached Punisher to the to like a cop movement which is supposed to be justice and righteousness yeah and, and order yeah. and um it's it's the complete opposite you're basically saying no i'm an outlaw yep um and i don't follow the rules um which is not great and um even when people attach themselves to captain america you want to be like you're wrong because Captain America, how many times has, you know, started a coup against the government that he is painted to represent because he sees the corruption in it. Even Captain America's entire creation was based off of um, imperialism and a military superiority complex as the whole reason why he exists. He was built to defeat fascism. Yep. At the end of the day, like point blank. And when you have 
a movement such as Blue Lives Matter, who says that anti-fascism or Antifa is a terrorist organization, um, you are not Captain America. Absolutely not. Anyone you, who comes, I've ended friendships over Captain America. Yeah. I will die on my Captain America hill. Yeah, no, I agree. He's, like, Captain yeah. America is the CEO of Antifa, baby. Absolutely. He, you know what I mean? Like, so when you see, when both of them, both of them, right? Yep. Because when you get Blue Lives Matter people claiming the Punisher, they are basically saying, I am above the law. I am not the law. Yep. I am chaos. I am vengeance. I am violence. And when you see them claiming Captain America, you go, no, 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 motherfucker. Mm -hmm. No way. Captain America, CEO of Antifa, baby. Absolutely. We are, we are anti the authoritarian state. Yeah. We are the voice of the people, not the voice of the government, not the voice of the police, not the voice of the military. We are anti-military. Absolutely. If you they know? want to claim any superhero, they can fucking have Booster Gold because you can just pay to put a sponsorship <laughs> on his fucking uniform and he is all about it. There you go. Like, fuck him. I'm so over, like, the cop hero movement. And, uh, like, if you want to be a hero, fucking act like a hero. Like, mm -hmm. in what universe are these top tier super... We're about to go to comic book theory. In what universe are these top tier heroes even killing anybody? Like, mm -hmm. their darkest times... Or when someone died, like you had, um, like old school Batman once hung a mental patient out of his plane and hung him to death. And Robin was like, gee, Willikers, Batman, that's harsh. And he's like, it's better this way. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the foundation mm -hmm. on what America was built. And those are the ideas that represented what our society fucking thought. But now we have evolved into such a way that we know what the ideal mm -hmm. tier is. Mm -hmm. We know it's the Superman's and we know it's the Captain America's. But then you have this fucking filth mm -hmm. identifying with the bullshit of Frank Castle. Mm -hmm. And you see him with like the Blue Lives Matter stuff. It's because they don't even understand what they fucking stand for. And yeah. like if you want to bastardize like Frank Castle being like, oh, the Punisher. Like, sure, dude. But like, why don't you like hit up one of these fucking clone clinics and get a bigger dick while you're at it? You yeah. piece of shit. Get it just fuck like out of my face. It, it, no, it's so true, though. Like, at, like you're saying the darkest moment in any top tier superheroes storyline even from the back back when they were created to current yeah. is always going to be where they grapple with being too bad which is always hurting someone absolutely or taking their life that's the that is the dark point like violence is like lethal violence is never the the answer or the option captain america died before he gave in to this like imperialist yep. fascist American government. Yep. Like you're not, you're not even close to Dude, Captain America. Iron, Iron Man tried to take it to the streets of Manhattan when all the heroes are fighting and Captain America was literally like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm not going to participate in this bullshit. Like he didn't even respond mm -hmm. like with any violence, you know, like he's like, yeah, I'll fight you on your turf, but you try to take it down into like what, like Manhattan. Like, I'm not fighting you. And he died for it. Captain America, I think, issue 50 or 51. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is also a rant. This is the tangent episode. I know, man. We got a bunch of them. But anyway, I'm just sick of it. But it goes back to, like, God forbid these people do research. God forbid they know what they are talking about before they open their fucking mouths. Yep. Because if you see any cop or any military personnel with, like, a Punisher thing on their shit... 
call their sergeant, call whoever, yep. narc on those motherfuckers. Call because the fuck out. They are literally saying, I agree with being yep. above the law. I agree with working below the law. I agree with vengeance and I agree with violence that is unjustified. Yep. I agree with 100%. being both the judge, the jury, and the executioner because mm -hmm. that's what Punisher is. And if you yep. agree with that, you should have every single title taken away from you. You should not defend the public because you're not for public interest Amen. or public fucking safety. sit on that. So, sit on that and yeah. Fucking Blue Lives Matter fucks trying to cuck my man's Frank Castle, you little bitch. How dare they? How, you can't. You can't. And we won't let you. I won't. I'll die on the hill. Same here. I'm on the hill. Yeah. I got asthma, but I'm not reaching for my inhaler because I'm still yelling. I feel you. Thank you. Anyway. Anyway, that's that on that. <laughs> anyway, Atlantis is real and it's Antarctica. Uh, yeah. So slap that on a shirt. Right? That is exciting news to think about, though. Um, uh, be safe. Um, eat a lot. Uh, be responsible. Argue with your family members. Um, argue with people who claim uh, Punisher for the Blue Lives Matter movement. And I guess chew on the m metaphorical turkey that Atlantis is Antarctica. Praise that. Hail that shit. I agree with everything you just said. Um, I'll say I'm feeling it now more than ever. Hail Satan. Uh, also, hail Puffin. I should have said I'm grateful for him. Hey, yeah, you fucking bitch. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> no, 